Well, good evening, good evening, and happy Thursday, KBLA family. How y'all doing out there? Here we are, day four into 2024. And I'm just trying to tell y'all, life is lifing indeed. Special hello to those of you in the thick of drive home traffic, for sure. Hang in there. We are here to keep you company and to help you power through the honking horns, abrupt stops, and unexpected detours. And for those of you who are still at work or who've already made it home safely, I invite you to buckle up and go for the ride with us tonight as well. Indeed, we have a lot to talk about. We have a great conversation in store for you. I am Mache Duffy. I host an amazing show called The Backstory with Mache Duffy every Saturday from 1 to 2 right here on KBLA Talk 1580. However, for the rest of this week and next week, in addition to hosting my show, I have the distinct honor of guest hosting The Rye Report for my colleague and my friend, Robin Ayers. Listen, let's start off with some trending topics here. Um, If you all are paying attention or have been paying attention, I dipped my head in a little bit just to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the world. A moment ago, I said life is life and indeed it is. Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are two of the notable names listed in the Epstein sex scandal papers that were released. No surprise there, right? Um, five fighters were called to the $6.9 million mansion of Miami Dolphins receiver Tyreek Hill after one of his children accidentally caused a fire. I like this story. A Burger King worker who didn't miss a day of work in 27 years bought a home with crowdfunding. Isn't that sweet, amazing, beautiful? And then I also like this one because you know what? I love when we stand up for ourselves. Also trending is a black team is fighting back his Texas school suspension for his hair. And his position is, why should he have to cut his hair? I'm right there with him, right? Like, what are we doing? Has his school district or school had not, have they not heard of the Crown Act? Anyway, those are some of the trending topics. But the topic I want to talk about tonight is um, I want to start with the Kevin Hart and the Chris Rock Netflix special. It's called Headliners Only. And I want to roll that into the conversation of Cat Williams and him setting the internet ablaze <laughs> with his two-hour conversation on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast on yesterday. I want to talk about was Kevin, was Cat Williams wrong for blasting all of the people he blasted out, which included Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart. He just went on and on. I want to talk about how far is too far, right? And then because of what he professes or or because of the allegation he makes, I want to ask the question, is or should comedian scripts be proprietary, right? So that's some of where we're going. Andy, do we have our co- contributor on the phone? Wonderful. Well, I am pleased to welcome tonight our guest contributor, Shani. Hi. Cheyenne. How okay, Cheyenne. Hi, I, look, I am, hi. Yes, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, how are you? How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. How are you? I am fantastic. And forgive me for mispronouncing your name because mine oh, gets mispronounced okay. all the time. So it's Cheyenne. <laughs> We're going to get I, this right yes, right now. I would have I mispronounced yours too. It's okay. But your producer gave me uh, uh, how to pronounce it. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, wonderful. Thank you for bringing your beautiful smile and beautiful energy into the conversation. I so appreciate it. I feel you already. Thank of you course. for that. So, again, I want to start off. I don't know, Cheyenne, if you've had an opportunity to see the Netflix special. I watched it over the holiday with Kevin Hart and Chris mm-hmm. Rock, right? And yes. um, they say it's like a back in the day. Kevin is, uh, no, Kevin, Chris Rock is the mentor of Kevin Hart. Kevin really admires Chris. He loves him. He has professed publicly that Chris Rock was very instrumental in him becoming a comedian and getting his start and just becoming who he is. So they did this special together and it's really good. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. And honestly, before I've you know heard of the special, but before that, um, I didn't even know that they had this longstanding relationship. And I love Kevin Hart. I'm from Philly. so But I never knew. So I have to watch it, but I didn't get a chance to yet. Yeah, I, I lo- like you. I love Kevin Hart as well. And here's why I love the special Cheyenne. I love it because he does, Kevin, he, Kevin, does a wonderful job of giving Chris Rock his props, right? He does a wonderful job of just lifting him and letting him know how much he respects him and loves him and how influential he's been in his career. And he just goes Mm -hmm. out of his way to let Chris Rock know how he feels. Now, Chris Rock returns the favor and kind of is like, man, listen, this ain't just about me. This is also about you. And then throughout the special, they have different comedians coming in talking about just their love for each other, their respect for each other, um, also their respect for Kevin and Chris Rock. And they talk about how hard Kevin has worked, how hard Chris has worked. And it's just a really beautiful. Yeah, it's a really beautiful exchange of honor. Right. And and people giving mm-hmm, each other their props. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I want to encourage you all to watch it if you have not, because I like stuff to just make me feel good. And, and this yeah. energy between the two of them makes me feel really, really good. Now, that takes me into the Cat <laughs> Will- girl, the Cat Williams story, right? And I was mm-hmm. juxtaposing Cheyenne the two, right? I'm I'm, I'm yes. look- considering this special and then I'm juxtaposing what Cat Williams did. Have you had an opportunity to see any of that? I did. Girl. Uh, yep, I watched the whole, oh, it was long. I watched it yesterday. Luckily, I was off. So, yes, I watched it. Okay, so look, you can even fill in more than I can because I didn't watch all two hours of it, but I did, you know, I kept going and, and I was in and out of different segments of it. What's your takeaway? Uh, not so much so takeaway. Hard. That's not I the feel... question. What are your thoughts? That's what I want to go with. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I feel so torn on it but like simply put I don't think that Cat Williams was wrong um, because we all have a right to express ourselves just you got to be ready for the repercussions and it seems like Cat Williams is ready and has always he's always you know been ready for the consequences and doesn't care 
Um, but I just think that, you know, like you said, just comparing it to, you know, all of the flowers that are being shown and shared in the Kevin Hart and Chris Rock special, it's like, you know, there is definitely a stark difference. But these, like, when I watch, and, you know, now there's, like, all of these clips coming up of what people said about Cat Williams. These are people who have spoken on him. So if someone can talk about you, you have the right to also speak on them also. Like, listen, even Kevin Hart, I said, he's from Philly. I love him. I ride for him. But Kevin, he definitely was, you know, on the radio talking about Cat's business, talking about him doing drugs, talking about why he's blacklisted from the industry. So it's like, uh, he, he you know, if you're talking about somebody, then just be ready for them to talk back to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, you make a you make a wonderful point. And here's the thing. Cat was not playing with them. He he came <laughs> girl, he came with he didn't just come with the stuff. He mm-hmm. also as they say, he came with receipts. You know, he came with proof. Yeah. He came with let me tell you how this really really went down. And I just was wondering like you know, in particular, when he talks about, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my God. Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer. Mm-hmm. He just goes so hard, right? He, he talks about him yeah. stealing his stuff, and he talks about him not being as funny as him. And the thing that got me was he said, you know, we call him Cedric the Entertainer because he's the, we thought he could sing, dance, and tell jokes, and turns out he can't do any of them. So he's not much of an entertainer. <laughs> hitting below the belt yeah well because i think that like with comedians there's one thing because about being just like a hard-hitting comedian to where you just are good at telling jokes Mm -hmm. to when you are a personality and i think sometimes in hollywood people that are more so like a kevin hart who you know it's debatable and people if they find him funny but he's very marketable is very different so like if cat williams is talking about who can really tell the jokes and things like that that's a whole different level than like who may make the most money who may have the bigger career who may get on netflix because a lot of that has to deal with who is you know palatable to a larger audience yeah, for sure. but the cedric the entertainer i was very shocked by that because i mean you know the talk of plagiarism is going on right now and sure. like I feel like I feel like something like that is almost like, you know, me as a journalist, someone stealing my script or someone, you know, stealing someone's song. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that people steal each other's jokes. I was just like, that is crazy because that you're taking you're not funny. You're taking someone else's funny. So I thought that that was definitely very look um, or at least trying to take their funny, because according to Cat Williams, even if you steal my <laughs> stuff, you're not going to be as funny as me because I wrote it right. When we yep. come forward, myself and Cheyenne will continue our conversation about Cat Williams and him setting the Internet ablaze with his conversation with Shannon Sharp. We're going to talk about did he go too far? And my big question is, should or should comedian scripts be proprietary? This is KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. Indeed, you are inside The Raw Report. I am Michelle Duffy holding the seat warm for Robin Ayers. Honored to be here. Good evening to our good folk in the chat. Fahima in Houston, Texas. Welcome 
thankful for your presence there. Listen, Cheyenne, Andy just made me think of something. Uh, I didn't think of it. Uh-huh. I shouldn't even say that. He just brought up a point to me. He was talking about, you know, kind of looking at this through the lens of Cat Williams and and why he was blackballed. And because my question coming mm. back into this segment was going to be, do you think he went too far? And I wonder why now. You know, when these kinds of things happen, I always wonder, like, why now? Right? If this hap- didn't just happen yeah. yesterday, why why are we just talking about it? But Andy brought up the point about, you know, there's a reason that Cat Williams was blackballed. And one of the things he says in his ranting is his goal coming into Hollywood Uh was to, I can't even say it on the air. His goal was to not be violated sexually and to not Mm -hmm. compromise his manhood and to hold on to himself And he made it clear that he wanted to walk away as a a whole man. And for those of you who aren't reading between the lines, you know, uh, what's his Mm -hmm. name? Actor uh, Christian Keys talked about how there were two billionaires. He alleges that there are two billionaires who came for him in an inappropriate way. And one of the reasons he has had to say no to a lot of things is because a penis was attached to the money that was being offered to him. Yep. So Cheyenne, like what the Mm -hmm. heck is going on in Hollywood? I believe it 110% because even just a little bit, you know, being in the entertainment, you know, you just know that things really can get dark in that area. And I feel like, There is definitely a reason why he's coming out now. I'm really not sure. I do feel like this is also the error. And he said this in the interview of like just people getting exposed for their ways. So who knows? There could be something behind the scenes. And watching the full two hours, Cat Williams, he only went on there to expose these things. Yes. Because when Shan started talking about, you know, what's your upbringing? What's your other thing? Cat was looking at him like, I'm not here for this. Exactly. Like, like, what what, what is that about? Exactly. It was almost like he was offended. Like, bro, come on now. We're not doing that. Exactly. He's like, I came here for one thing, and that is to expose Hollywood. So when I, I don't think that he took it too far, but also I don't know if everything he was saying was true because now you're seeing people come out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was true at all. And at the end of the day, if that's his truth, that's his truth. And I do know that there are a lot of people who do something strange for a little bit, you know, a little bit of change. That's a thing. Mm, It is a thing. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, what this also the conversation this also incites is um this idea of holding on to your integrity you know not willing mm-hmm. to sell yourself out for a script or a part or some money whatever that may be and at the end of the day mm-hmm. you do want to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say i'm proud of who i am i'm grateful mm-hmm. that i did not get here by selling my soul and um, I just think it's I just think it's sad. I think so, too. And then I also I'm thinking like he kept saying that, you know, people say I'm blackballed for not coming up to, 
you know, pretty much not fulfilling the commitments that he has made. And Cat Williams was like, this is not true at all. I was not blackballed for anything about not being professional, which is something that Kevin Hart went on the radio and said. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you have people who are, you know, exposing the truth, people will make it seem like it was their work ethic yeah. as to why they are somewhere. And really it was because they were blackballed because they spoke up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We got Cheyenne. We have Fahima joining the conversation. Good oh, evening, hey, Fahima. Fahima. Hey, lady. Hey, greetings, greetings, greetings. Just very briefly, I was on a Twitter space, X space, if you will, that was hosted by uh, Uncle Luke, and there were a number of industry people, and we were talking. This was one of the topics. And um, from what I understand and garnered from the discussion, um, uh, Cedric the Entertainer and Cat Williams had resolved this. They had buried the hatchet. Um, but it, it is suspected that um, Cat Williams raised this. He's going on tour. So everybody's going to be like, oh, let's go and hear what he's got to say. Let's mm. hear. Because, again, everybody's talking about this. Mm. Everybody's talking about this. People are on their platforms. They stopped talking about Oprah and Taraji P. Henson. And now this is the new hot topic mm -hmm. that influencers are talking about. We're talking about this tonight, right? right? Right, And so I think this may have something to do with it. Because one of the other points was made, everybody was waiting with bated breath for Chris Rock to respond to the slap right. and he had a sold out show and he got a Netflix special in Baltimore. So this is just a PR campaign because everybody's uh, talking about it. Uh, that's an interesting perspective. Go ahead, Andy. I can, I can see how it could be a PR campaign, but this is on brand with Cat Williams. If okay. you've followed his career, he's always exposed stuff about Hollywood or whatnot. So that's why you heard the stuff about him uh, being blackballed or whatnot. So I wasn't quite surprised mm -hmm. about everything that he revealed. Mm -hmm. But um, like I've been saying for, you know, it seems like the past couple of months or so, the chickens are coming home to roost. He said it. This is the age of truth. Mm -hmm. And I think people are fed up now. I agree, Andy, um, that Cat Williams has been saying things. This That's nothing new. He's been saying things, alluding to some of the things that go on in, in Hollywood and how he has refused to be part of it. However, he is on tour, and I believe he had the interview to promote his tour. Him and Cedric had, re had buried the hatchet around the situation with the joke that was taken. And again, that happened years ago. Mm -hmm. And why is he bringing it up now? I think it's to promote his tour. Well, thank you, Miss Fahima. We appreciate your input. You know, Cheyenne, this reminds me, Fahima's comment reminds me of mm -hmm. what um, Jada Pinkett Smith was accused of doing when her book came out and how she was saying all of these things, right, about her and Will not being yeah. together and them living in different whatever. And then you buy the book and none of the things she was talking about was even in the book. So people were really, <laughs> yeah. people were really, really upset about it, right? You know, they spent all this money yeah. buying this book thinking that what she said, and it wasn't, and it turned out that that was a PR campaign and that was her effort to get people in the room to buy the books, to hear what she, I mean, to, to read what she had to say. And so what are your thoughts yep. about this being a PR campaign? Hmm, I don't know. I'm kind of with Andy. I feel like Cat Williams, he just, 
he is known for just speaking his mind. I mean, of course, you know, it doesn't hurt with the PR and, you know, going on the road or anything like that. But I just, I'm not fully convinced that that was his entire motivation. Like he said, during the interview, he also kept coming at Shan a few times because some of these people have talked about Cat on this same platform, Mm -hmm. platform spread possibly lies. So I think he was like, I'm coming here to get the record straight Mm -hmm. type of thing. So maybe, you know, Maybe a little bit of PR, but I think he was more here to protect his name and stand up for himself. Got you. Now, here's my question. Do you think that scripts, jokes Mm -hmm. should be proprietary? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That takes a lot of work, like especially when Cat Williams during the interview was talking about writing and, you know, how much goes into that. And, you know, I know how much goes into writing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get brain fog. You Mm got to go away from it, come back. Like, that is, you put everything into that. So, absolutely, I think so. Yeah, and I'm a writer. Listen, I've written 24 books. I totally, totally understand how. Yes, Andy, 24. I love it. And I'm a ghostwriter. I'm currently finishing up two books that I'm ghostwriting for clients right now. So, I do get it. I understand. But I did not know. I did not. I'm not very familiar and well-versed with the comedian, you know, the comedic world in terms of whether or not their material is proprietary. This is not the first time I've heard of someone stealing someone, being accused of stealing someone else's jokes. But I wonder, Mm -hmm. do they go through the whole rigmarole of copywriting and protecting their jokes? So if it comes down to proving beyond your word against mine, do they have what they need? I have no clue. Yeah. I would imagine so, but it's it's starting to seem like not because I saw a video of Cedric when he was defending himself mm-hmm. and he was like, and people have stolen my jokes too. And when he said that, people were like, hold on, did he just admit that he stole Cat Williams? Because he said he two. Said he people. didn't say, yeah, he added the two right. words. <laughs> like, like, hold on now. But it seems like this may be something that's going on. Wow. And I'm thinking like, okay, let's really quick, in my third, well, no, we'll talk about that on the other side of news and traffic because it is that time. When we come forward more about our conversation With all that's happening in the world, particularly around this Cat Williams craziness, I also want to talk about betrayal and disappointment and how we respond to that. And should we even care about this? In the grand scheme of things, everything that's happening in the world, should we even care? This is KBLA Talk 1580. I thought that was Carl Thomas. I have not heard him in a minute. I miss him. I miss his voice. Listen, good evening to everybody. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Again, to those of you in your car on your way home, I hope our conversation is increasing your patience and your endurance. And for those of you on the chat, listen, Pretty Brown Brown Mimi says, Cat Williams is talented, but all this dragging other comedians is getting old. You also asked the question, um, so Cedric's Cadillac joke in Kings of Comedy was stolen from Cat Williams. We Look, Pretty Brown Mimi, we try and sort all of that out. 
We don't know. There's um, proof online, by the way. Huh? There's proof online, by the way. Okay, there we go. Andy said there's proof online. Houston, Texas says, I'm shocked because I always thought that like a book, comedian's material was copyrighted. And Houston, Texas, that's the exact same question I just asked. Um, you know, I was asking, being in conversation with Cheyenne, I was wondering that because I would like to think that they are smart enough to do that. Cheyenne, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. I appreciate you of enjoying course. your energy. And it your, was nice speaking with you. Yeah, and your perspective on all of this. I want to talk now about, um, you know, this idea of, we don't know whether or not that they uh, copyright their information and whether it's proprietary. And in mm-hmm. light of that, in light of that, if they don't, is it their fault? Like, if if you want copyrighting your stuff, I know, Andy, is it your fault that somebody can steal it and use mm-hmm. it and maybe even be funnier than you? I mean, are you being a, a, irresponsible with your gift? That is true. I, I'm just I saying. I'm just asking. I mean, you that is one thing. You always have to protect your gift. You always have to protect your gift. But I think it says a lot about someone that's just willing to take it because 100%. I don't want some I don't want something that somebody else is, especially something that's so tailored to you like yeah. your humor. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. However, oh gosh. Um I think it's a little bit irresponsible if they don't. Because now you mm-hmm. have nothing with mm-hmm. which to fight, right? You have nothing. And yeah. if, in fact, not if, because you work so hard, because you mm-hmm. work so hard, why wouldn't be why wouldn't protecting your gift be the thing? But again, here again, you know, I'm thinking about um, Fantasia, and I think about the clip mm-hmm. we we heard the other night where she talked about how she was working so hard. But she would go home to try to use her credit card and she couldn't even get pizza because the people who were working working for her were stealing her money. Again, crazy. Isn't that crazy? Like you have accountants and people that you trust without a shadow of a doubt. And they are Mm -hmm. betraying your trust the entire time to the end that after you have used your gift, put your gift out in the world to be a blessing to people, the people who are supposed to be protecting you are not. And so what can we say? What do we say tonight, Cheyenne, about that, about the importance of protecting your investment protecting yourself protecting what god has given you yes we are giving it away but at the same time we want to make sure to your point that people can't steal it you have to handle your business i mean i feel like that has to be one of the first things you do and even outside of you know just being an artist if you are starting a business let's say you just have the name, like you need to go get that trademark. You know, you need to go get that LLC. And there's so many different places that you can go now and you can get it done for near close to free different nonprofits that will just help you protect yourself. And it's usually very, very inexpensive if it's not free. But, you know, you can lose a lot more money by not having that protection versus how much it is to actually invest in protecting it. Exactly. Because shame on somebody, yes, for stealing it. But what happens if they steal your stuff and they end up making more money off of it than you did? Like, what And that's you... usually what happens. Right. Andy, what's your point? I was just going to say, um, 
and I could be wrong because I'm not in the comedy realm or anything like that, but I don't hear too many stories of comics uh, stealing each other's jokes. Okay. Right. So I guess, you know, to, to defend Cat Williams to a degree, I don't think he came into the game thinking that somebody was going to steal his jokes. But he's so, been in the game hmm. a long time. He, I mean, at this point, yes, I understand. Maybe maybe on the acting thing when he's writing scripts, I can understand protecting himself there. But I think, you know, as a youngster, you know what I'm saying, coming from the inner city, doing jokes, he's not thinking about, oh, let me protect my jokes, mm. you know? But I, I guess I guess this right here is an example moving forward mm -hmm. for all comedians now. You know, if you don't want nobody to rip you off, protect your jokes. And here's the thing, you know, look, note to the wise as a writer and a publisher, I will tell you like my tell clients, tell my clients, there's the poor, poor man copyright. As soon as you write your stuff, put it in the envelope, mail it to yourself with a date on it. That way, if it comes down to it, you already have your poor man copyright and it can be disputed and used in court that you wrote this and when you wrote it and you can track that again should you have to defend yourself. Cheyenne, I want to ask this question um, sure. that uh, Pretty Brown Mimi poses. Is Cat Williams dragging other people or exposing other people? Is that getting old? I don't think so. I think that if these people didn't talk about him first, then yeah. Um, but I also feel like people have to respect Cat Williams and who he is. You know, I like in any type of craft, you should. It doesn't matter if that person is quote unquote, or some people were trying to say washed up, which he's not. Um, you know, you do have to respect the ones who came before you. And there were a lot of people who came after him or who came up with him that were talking really, really crazy about him. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's getting I don't know if it's getting old. Um, I think that maybe as a collective, they need to, you know, show more of the showing each other flowers like, you know, that the Chris Rock and Kevin, Kevin Hart thing was. But, you know, they also, you know, I mean, we saw. They both, too, also do, you know, throw a lot of shade, too. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, we're also talking about comedians. I mean, their whole thing is busting on one another. Right, so right. I don't know if that's ever really gonna, going to stop. Um, and that, and, and that past that, I mean, that's really any industry, especially when you're getting to a lot of money. Um, that's, that's how it is. So I don't think, I think at this point he got it out. Now, if he continues after this, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But at this point he got it out, and I think that... I, I can live with that. I can and live with that. Do you think he had? Do you think there was an end game for him? Do you, other than just exposing people, do you think there was an end game for him? Do you think there was something he wanted to happen or come out of this? That was he looking for apologies from any of these people, or he just wanted the world to know this is how it happened and this is how it went down? Because as as Andy said, for him it's the age of truth, and I'm telling my truth and. I'm telling it mm -hmm. at all costs, and I don't care, you know, who's the casualty here. At the end of the day, this is about truth. Yeah, I think that, and it seemed like what I, what I think that he was stuck on most, like, yeah, the, like, people talking about him and stuff, but it seemed like what he seemed the most bothered about were people talking about his character, kind of, and I think that that's more so what he was focused on, like, the things of people saying, like, he really wasn't trustworthy and you know didn't show up the thing and i think he was just trying to set, set the record straight if those things are a lie because we don't know we really don't know and especially the drug stuff he kept referencing the drug he stuff did. during this he, interview because he kept because saying people for years uh-huh 
No, go ahead. People what for years have been saying that Cat Williams is on drugs. Right. People for years, he claims that he hasn't done anything heavy. So because he, his thing was were a lie. His thing was who who among you have caught me using drugs? Who's caught who's caught mm-hmm. somebody bringing drugs to me? You know, he's just kind of going on and on about as you said. You all say I use drugs, but who who knows for real? Because y'all haven't caught me doing anything. But God knows, mm-hmm. sometimes when you've seen him, particularly in the past, it's like this behavior has to be. There has to be something mm-hmm. contributing to this, right? He cannot be in his right mind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's but it's it's very serious accusations. I do get what he's saying because unless I have. Seeing someone do it is hard for me to go out there and put out in the public, especially when they have families and say that they are doing drugs. Right. And that's for me. It's a very serious statement. So if they didn't see him do it as their fellow comedians, they probably shouldn't have put that out there. Now, if they saw it, that's another thing because they do party and do things in the open. But if they didn't see it, uh, probably cross the line. Go ahead, Andy. I'm I'm, going to bring up the spiritual element. That seems to kind of be the underlying thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and the exposure mm-hmm. that's going on. Because it's not just Cat Williams, right? We talked about uh, Taraji. Mm-hmm. We talked about Terrence mm-hmm. Howard. Look at what's going on with Diddy or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at this from so a spiritual lens. So when you say lens. spiritual lens, unpack that a little bit more for me. Man, Cat Williams even said he talked about rituals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me just break it down to just the surface level. I'm pretty sure... Growing up or even now, you know, somebody that would do something crazy for just maybe twenty dollars mm-hmm. or you, or you might have heard somebody get killed because, you know, somebody owes me fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So imagine what people would do for millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's not a secret, but of course, they don't want to put it out there. Right. They don't want to put it out there for the mainstream. Like this is what's going on. Look at what's going on with Epstein. It's just a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. wicked I'm still, stuff. I'm still trying to. I want you to. I'm trying to okay. hear the spiritual element of of this. Like I hear everything that you're saying, <laughs> but talk to me more. You gotta help me. Give me some clarity. I just think that there's some wicked. There's wicked actions. Okay. Going so the behind the scenes okay. in order to receive a certain level of power or mm-hmm. a certain level mm-hmm. of status. Okay. You have. You just. You have to go through it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like being a part yeah. of a fraternity or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is a is a fraternity. You have to do some things in order to you know get to a certain status. Really? So are we then suggesting that everybody who has reached a certain level has done some strange things for some change? Is that what we're saying? You can make the case. I, can make the case. Go ahead. I think you can. I think you can. I think you can make the case. And if they haven't, I think that they've been asked. Like mm-hmm. a Cat Williams, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that it's been brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Okay. I, I I do think that it's been brought to the table. And I think that going back on what Andy was saying is that it could just be a, hey, this is what's going on. And I'm letting people know yeah. to get this off. Like he, like he said, I don't really have too much to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was given to me is like, hey, like some people can't speak out, but I'm kind of crazy enough to do it i'm in a situation to where i can so i'm gonna speak out and tell you what what's going on out here well i will say this um and my one my one minute before we move forward when i keep trying to hear andy's point about the spiritual aspect 
And I hear him, Cat Williams, saying, you know, I'm just letting this out off of up and off of me. It reminds me of Christian Keys talking about how he just mm -hmm. could not continue anymore with this guilt mm -hmm. and this shame. And if it's about anything spiritual for my perspective, it's about a spiritual cleansing. It's about getting mm -hmm. your letting mm -hmm. this stuff off of you so that you can be living the fullness of who God created you to be. Because what I do know, secrets are heavy. Shame mm -hmm. is heavy, right? Anger is heavy. And that stuff will sit and reside in your body and keep you from being everything that God created you to be. Listen, this is the Rob Report. I am Michelle Duffy sitting in for Robert Ayers. When we come forward, we're going to be talking about disappointment and betrayal and how we can get over things that people do that we don't like or we're not expecting. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Rob Report. Indeed you are. We've been talking about the friendship and the adoration expressed between Kevin Hart and Chris Rock on their new special for headliners only. We've also been talking about the chaos of Cat Williams and him exposing folk in Hollywood. Now I want to talk about something that I believe will leave our hearts in a better place. Andy, could you play the clip please? To me, one of the most hurtful things you can experience during your time of human existence is when someone you deeply admire has been having a conversation about you that was less than favorable and demeaning to your character. Without ever reaching out to you to share with you the issue at hand, it can really bruise the heart because it flips your perspective immediately concerning that person. But what I've learned as I grow in God is best not to resolve the issue with toxic, visceral rebuttals or saying something negative about them. The mature thing is to maintain your behavior while simultaneously shifting your heart posture. I love you. I just don't trust you. I won't disrespect you, but I don't respect you. Jesus already knew that Judas had sold him out, but he still demonstrated the same measure of integrity and love toward Judas in spite of his betrayal because he realized his assignment was greater than Judas's character flaws. And right Judas there. was still going to be advantageous to Jesus in the long run. In right life, there. Right there. He realized that his assignment was greater than Judas's character flaws. Cheyenne, when I heard that line, I was just like, God, thank you for mm -hmm. that. Thank you for that. Because yeah. what we can't do is control other people. We cannot mm -hmm. control what people think of us. We cannot control whether people like us or whether they don't. But we have to get, be about the business of controlling our response to people. What What, what are your thoughts about the the clip and what the I think had that to that's say? great, and I think that that's um I think that's great, especially you know going into a new year and you know trying to think of ways to stay focused. And I feel like a theme of my life for 2023 and I'm bringing it to 2024 is just protecting your peace. Like you said, you can't control everything going on around you it's completely impossible but you can control how it impacts you and how it and how it gets you off of your square so i think that that is really one of the main ways that you can you know try to stay sane with all of the different things that's honestly going on in the world today yeah yeah and 
you know, this idea of what we do with betrayal and disappointment, I think if we figure that out, if we wrap our minds around that more concretely, a lot of us will be a lot better off because I just personally, Mm -hmm. Cheyenne, believe that we spend so much time being angry and upset and holding grudges. And I don't know, we don't know how long Cat Williams has been sitting with these things. We don't know how they have Mm -hmm. impacted him emotionally, mentally, spiritually. What we do know is he let it all out and he got to a point where he couldn't hold it anymore. It's almost like, you know, you have a a bottle of something or a can of something, you shake it up and then you open it and it just explodes all over the place. Stuff cannot shame blame. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And that's what I was saying, you know, as far as, like, did he take it too far? And I'm like, no, like, he got it out. Now, if he again comes back after, you know, things, you know, it's kind of even now. You know, you got out what you had to say. But, you know, once you let it all out, then it's like, move on, move on. You know, it's too much. Sometimes it's just too much time spent on something. And once it's released, you have to just really release it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I will say this. When I think about when I think about us talking about Hollywood and if, in fact, you know, Andy's, you know, was just sharing how dark there's a dark side of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that there can be darkness to a whole lot of things. Right. When you're talking about upward mobility. And I think you even said that, Cheyenne, you we all have to be careful. You have to mm-hmm. know what your price is. And you also have to know whether or not you have one. Right. And you have to be able to say no to that which doesn't align with your heart, soul, and your spirit. Yes, there are amazing Mm -hmm. opportunities being offered to us in any given day. But what are you willing to compromise to get it? Right. And I think that that's part of the takeaway from this conversation and from um, what we've been hearing tonight. I also want to remind us to protect your gifts God has entrusted Mm, these mm -hmm. gifts to us. Protect them, whether it means copywriting them, whether it means getting an amazing team around you who can protect you and teach you and show you the things that you don't know. Protect your gift at all costs so you're not somewhere sitting around in somebody's podcast being angry and being mad. And then, as the gentleman said in the video, change your posture. When you know that somebody has betrayed you, you don't have to curse them out. You don't have to act a fool. All you have to do is stay in integrity. As the guy said, I still love you. I just don't trust you. I don't disrespect you, but I have no respect for you. Right. So you ain't got to let folk see the worst side of you because they've shown the worst side of themselves. Cheyenne, I enjoy you. I appreciate you. Love you, sis. Thanks for being here tonight. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful 2024 if I don't talk to you again, okay? You too. Absolutely. Bye-bye. All righty. Listen, again, thank you all in, for, in the chat. Thank you. Houston, Texas says a great show. You all be blessed. Pretty Brown, uh, Mimi, thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Robin, we miss you. We love you. Up next is the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Until tomorrow, listen, stay grateful, stay kind, stay inspired, and stay safe. Good night. <laughs>